Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. stand on the performative invite for a birthday you know someone can't attend I don't have parties for this very reason I can't handle all the etiquette of invites so I, is that the reason <laughs> is that the reason I don't the thought of figuring out who you're supposed to invite is too stressful you should do a middle-aged woman birthday party theme and the theme is like those are the guests you invite are just like all the women who love you who are like in their 50s just women i've met at coffee shops and vets offices just women that you've met like in line at at ace hardware <laughs> like things like that i just yeah i i invited a bunch of people i knew couldn't come just to be like hey just so you know you were invited um and the theme is a rave and I have spent the morning on Hollywood Boulevard at stripper stores trying to purchase rave clothing, which is all flammable and weirdly very expensive. Probably because you can't like mass produce it. Right. Uh, Yeah. And because they're not selling enough of it. And what's even weirder is several years ago, like maybe six years ago, I went with two friends. I've written about these in my books uh, to a rave. And the outfit I bought was this like mesh, orange, pink and yellow thing. And here we are, I'm turning 40. I go back to one of the stores on Hollywood Boulevard and I found its underwear counterpart. And that was the thing I gravitated toward. Like same make, same model, same color. It was the only thing that fit right. And it's just been waiting there since your last purchase. It's just kind of funny of like all the things to buy. Like what are the odds that you pick up the thing, like the same asbestos thong? (laughs) Now is Sierra going to be dressed up for this party? She goes to bed at 6.30. It's a ridiculous question. But my best friend's flying in. Oh, she's a baby. That's so fun. Yeah. What I was going to say was, I would invite you, but part of me still thinks you're going to like secretly surprise me. (laughs) Not if I don't get invited, I'm not. Yes, of course you're invited. You know you're invited. I just feel like you're really far away and you'll be like, I'm taking a Spirit Airlines flight. It gets in at 11 p.m. on the night of the party. I can tab it. You are invited. But more importantly, I think it's weird (laughs) that several years apart, and trying to find the same outfit for a themed party, I purchased the same garment. Just the you, bottom, not the top. 
Do you still have the top somewhere? Yes, I have to find it. We have to think about you it. You need to. Anyway, okay. I need to. It's going to be great. It's going to be a big party. And you know what I just realized? If you're listening to this episode, I love saying that. I'm like, if you're listening to this, I'm in Alaska. If you're listening to this episode, happy birthday to me. <laughs> As you're listening to this, I am transforming into a 40-year-old person. Oh, boy, this is the big happy birthday episode. It's like this sweeps is, week. Have you prepared? Do we have birthday-related questions? No. <laughs> Absolutely you think not. About you know what? I Absolutely. should get, as a gift, I should get to eat my lunch while we do the show. <laughs> that is the ultimate gift. That's all you've ever wanted. People cannot write in and complain about the chewing sounds for your birthday. It's the ultimate flex in a meeting to be eating when no one else is because your talent. Oh. It's my birthday. Well, I'm 40. So we can talk about that later or not since there's nothing to talk about because it's totally fine. Yeah. Do you have a lot to say about it? I don't know. We could talk about it for the bottom and the top of the cup. Okay. I got something to say later. But yeah, if you're listening to this, just know tonight I will be having a lovely dinner with my husband. Hopefully some key people in my life will send me gifts. And I think I'm just going to take the next two weeks off. You really got to spoil you. yourself. No, I've got a gig that weekend, but... Got a gig this weekend, actually, but I don't know. More massages. More watching The Office at night. More sips of wine and then saying you have a headache. You know, really getting into the birthday theme. Okay, you... You're really have, living the lavish life of a star. You cannot leave a, a pause that long. People will think something happened to the player. You know what? Do you know other people when they speak and when they listen to things, there are pauses. It's not just wall-to-wall sound on every other podcast. <laughs> like, there are, there are thoughtful pauses. Can you imagine if, like, on Serial, she's just like, and then Adnan did this, and then this happened, and he's like, and then I did a murder, and you're just saying it never stopped. I guess as a comic like if I don't get the laugh you're just like what's happening but I appreciate that you're like it's not a mosh pit of agreement <laughs> like I don't know sometimes I think you take a beat too long and it's and because you weren't listening and you're like oh, I better log back on I look I will say I don't think zoom and remote recording helps with the timing of anything I think it makes everybody's timing just a little bit off I'll tell you something else in terms of strategic pauses and just pauses I appreciate that I work very fast. In the other podcasts that I listen to, which are more learning-based, you know, it's not other women that are like, we're having wine and talking about sex. It's more like I listen to one about language. Anytime they bring on guests to like guest produce or do their segment, it's always that same cadence. It's that same KCRW, like Radio Lab, NPR, like cool nerd. Like, we're, I think I've talked about this. It wrecks it for me. It's like, come out with the knowledge. What I don't want to hear is actually, yeah. So, <laughs> no, because Kristen and I met, uh, we met doing a study, right? Well, we met, I was doing studying. No, you're right. I was, I could have been doing better. We met during a study and uh, it was in, uh, London? No, was it Paris? Same thing. <laughs> and you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, you're not funny. This is boring. I get that you're super pumped to be hearing yourself talking, but like more information per minute. IPMs. Not just you like audio masturbating to the sound of your own okay voice. Get to it. 
That's why people listen to podcasts at like 1.5 or 2 speed. Yours, I'm sure they listen to at half speed, but other podcasts, <laughs> they, they slow it down. To it, it goes backward. <laughs> it will wreck a podcast for me. Just a dork delighted at like their anecdote. Meanwhile, you're like skipping forward for all these ads for Casper Mattress. You're like, give me literally the three minutes of information I need. And the interviewer is always like, now that's interesting. So you weren't initially going to do research on the ocean, but then, well, but then I realized who would we be if not for the ocean? Wow. You're just like, oh my God. Like, just have that's, missionary sex. That's called a conversation. No. That's called, you want, like, it's fake. you it's want fake interrogation. Info. You want, like, a CIA extraction of information from someone just in I one, want like, burst. an exchange of friendly fire. I want comics. I want back and forth. Not you extrapolating on something really boring and having someone else trying to make a meal of it. Now, at the time, you came into the building... Was I have to ask, was it raining outside? It's funny you ask that. Um, because had it been raining prior, I would have acquired the proper provisions, but it wasn't. <laughs> anyway, folks, that's why you're here. You're here for some hard pounding back of the esophagus questions. What? Ugh. Yeah, it's in your mouth. Let's do it. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I've only recently found your pod and I'm loving it all the way from Australia. I'm currently having a bit of an identity crisis. Backstory. I was married 15 years ago and we had two kids. The accent, Emily, for God's sake. I was married. Good. That's more British. 15 years ago, we had two kids. You got it. Before separating in 2012, I kept his last name because it was important to me to have the same as my kids. I then later had another daughter in my next long-term relationship, which didn't work out due to lying, cheating, addiction, you name it. So I found myself in a situation I never wanted to be in, a single mom with kids to two different men. Today, I found out that my ex-husband, whose surname I still have, got engaged to his long-term partner. Feels a bit weird keeping his name, given he's going to be married to someone else who will presumably take his name too. But I also feel weird going back to my maiden name and have a different surname to all three of my kids. It's got me in a real dilemma, questioning who I am and where I even belong. The thought of the four of them, my ex, my kids, and his new wife, having the same surnames and me in this no man's land makes me feel like some sort of outcast. Should I keep his surname and feel like a total reject or should I go back to my maiden name and feel even further away from my kids? Would love your take on this. Thank you, X. We... X as in kiss. (laughs) We spoke about this either... Last episode or the episode that you and Noah hijacked and ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you a fun fact. My mother, when my parents got divorced, being Jewish in Dallas, Texas in the 90s, was like, Schlesinger's so difficult. I certainly don't want to keep his name. Her maiden name was Schleen, which is also difficult. So she, realizing people are stupid and anti-Semitic and can't spell and can't read, changed Schlesinger to a made up last name and she made up the last name Sloan. So she was Ronnie Sloan for like 10 years or something. That's cool. And in a, I thought it was like super, I didn't think about it at the time because I was a kid, but like it's incredibly, it's ahead of your time. Uh, it's taking some power back and some initiative. You're troubleshooting in advance all the people who won't be able to say or pronounce it. Yours is more emotional. 
plenty of women get a divorce and keep the last name because that's your name now. You legally changed it. That is your name. But you don't want to be associated with it. And I get that. And I understand it feels kind of trashy to have everyone have a different name. It's also progressive, but I understand like nucleically, like it's not enough to share DNA. Like you want to share a last name. You could make up your own last name. You could go back to your maiden name and at least you'll retain that power. Is it important for your kids to have that last name or do they get the new last name? Do you care if the second kid has the ex, the drug addict one's last name? Don't let modern convention make you feel bad about the way that your family is formed. So you're a single mom and you have two kids and people will just have to deal that those are the different last names. I'm sorry, you have three kids, sorry. So you're a single mom with three kids. This is the reality of it. It's annoying for school things. Like my daughter's not gonna have my last name. I didn't have my mom's last name. Like there's always that disconnect, but that's the way the world is now. So you can either decide that people have to get over it or you can be a total iconoclast and super empowered and go back to your maiden name and make sure your kids all have it or make up a new name. I like make up a new name and you could do it in the ethnic vein of whatever you are. So you're not totally abandoning it. But I think you're, I really think you're allowing, and I don't blame you. You're allowing societal views about a single mom with multiple kids to upset you. And it really is the last thing you need to worry about. Like it's such a minor thing. Yeah. All three None have different teachers. dads? No, so two, no, the two have one, one dad. Right. And then yeah. one, but it's like, no, none of the teachers are going to be like, oh, that other kid that you came to the parent-teacher conference for has a different last name? What's up? Like, no one cares. None of them are the same age. They may not even have the same teacher ever. And like, oh, surprise, families come in different shapes and sizes. And it's easy for me to say that because I'm not in your situation. But like, people can fucking get over it. Like, you didn't go into this wanting to get a divorce. You didn't know the guy was going to be a liar. Like you did your best. And if people could just have a modicum of empathy, what's more important is that you're a mom raising these three kids. That's it. You have to always come back to that. And like anyone who knows you, I'm assuming you're not an awful person. Anyone who knows you and likes you, like they'll get over that quickly. And a teacher shouldn't be making you feel bad about that. And you're doing their best. And the world really could stand to be kinder to single moms. So you need to be okay with it in order for your kids to be okay with it and not really worry about what anyone might think. Because also people may not care. Yeah. People get divorces. Like this isn't 1950. So I hope that that was a boost of American empowerment for you today. Be like, yeah, I got a divorce. What's the big deal? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I got married. You think I planned to get a divorce? No. But I did. Now, my three Joeys all have different last names, except for the two, which are the same. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if I adopted them or if I had them because they're mine. So whether they have the same last name or different last name, I'm trying to think of like an Australian like (laughs) euphemism. It doesn't fucking matter. Because I'm the mother and that's all we need to know. My blood runs through their veins. I sounded like uh, John F. Kennedy right at the end. <laughs> My blood runs through their veins. I only know, like I only think of John F. Kennedy's voice and I think the Simpsons doing a parody of John F. Kennedy and that's the voice that I think of. It's not far off. Mayor Quimby? Yeah. 
had sex with so many hookers. I'm busy, and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never-frozen meals, because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great-tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hey, Liza, I've been listening to AIA for a long time. Would love your input on an issue I'm having trouble deciding about. My older brother is getting married in April. We're very excited for the wedding and can't wait to celebrate with him and his fiance. 
My issue is my sensitivities about my two-and-a-half-year-old son. I don't allow any pictures of him on social media. My husband and I have had this policy since he was born and are very strict about it. When he was first born, we asked family and friends to take down any pictures of him that they posted. I don't trust any website to actually keep pictures private. And as we all know, the internet is a terrible place for kids' safety. I've heard too many horror stories for me to be lenient about this. So my question is this. Can I ask my brother and fiance to ask their photographer not to post pics of my son? What about asking her family and friends? My family already knows that this is our policy. My brother asked if my son could be the ring bearer, and I said no because of this. I just don't feel comfortable having public pictures of him floating around the internet and not knowing where they're going. I don't want our sensitivities to get in the way of people having a good time, but I feel very strongly about this. Uh, It is a small wedding, less than 100 people. So what boundaries do I set? On another more serious note, thank you for speaking about anti-Semitism. You said something a few months ago about being a Jew proudly in the way that you're comfortable, and it helped me feel more confident about wearing my head wrap when we visited my family in the U.S. Thanks, as always, for the great advice. You said head wrap, so part of me was like, maybe it's like a hijab, and she was calling it a head wrap, but you said her first name, and I know she's Jewish, because no one Muslim has that first name. Um, Honestly, there's a couple options here. And of course, I don't share my child online. The easiest option is get a sitter. And I am just going to put this bluntly. Like, I didn't have any kids at my wedding. Nobody really wants kids at a wedding. Some brides love it. They love a little kid taking up the whole dance floor and stealing the show. It might be an easier thing to do. I don't know. The kid, it doesn't matter to the kid that he's there. The kid's not a part of it. It's not the bride's son. The easiest solution is not to have the kid there to get a sitter for those couple of hours. However, if the child has to be there for whatever reason, the first thing you can do is just say to the photographer, please don't take pictures of this child. And the photographer will honor that. He is paid to be there. Mm-hmm. I really don't think anybody else, like if you keep an eye on your kid, which you will, because he's two and a half, it's not like a 17-year-old. Nobody's taking pictures of your kid. Like nobody really wants to do that. However, if somebody takes a picture and the kid's in the background, the good news is if it gets posted, no one will know that that's your kid. Like if it was an accidental picture, that kid could be out there and no one will know it's your kid. So there's no identity attached to that kid. There should be no issue with just saying to that less than 100 people, hey, they don't take pictures. So if you are taking a picture, please just don't take a picture of the kid. Nobody wants to do that. So you might be a little paranoid. And I get it because you don't want it to... You don't want it to accidentally be out there. But again, no one will know it's him. If you have to bring the kid, that's my suggestion. Tell the photographer and and then you might just have to deal with it. And by the way, if somebody posts it and you see it, just let them know, hey, please take it down. But you don't want the bride to have to deal with it. Get the sitter. Yeah, you're talking about, I mean, look, it is good to be cautious. It is good to be aware of what's going on. But the you're brother's fiance's side of the family maybe gets your kid in the background of a couple pictures. Like it just, it is what it is at the end of the day. Like you can't. But again, (laughs) even if that kid is there, if no one knows that's your kid, the internet won't remember it. The kid's face isn't going to look like that forever. It's not like he was spotted at January 6th and people can identify him. (laughs) Or Dumois. (laughs) I saw this baby getting a salad. Yeah, so I think you're being a little paranoid, but I get it because I'm the same way. When I have something I don't want, I can I start to like rip a hole in space and I think about all the things that could go wrong and I start 
anticipating those things when in actuality, all it took was like one easy solve. You don't post your daughter. What did you do like at her birthday? Like, do you just say like, hey, everybody be cool. Don't post pictures Everyone in my family. By the way, our family, her birthday was just grandparents. We didn't have friends over. We didn't have other family. And everyone in my family knows there's no pictures of Sierra. Mm -hmm. All of my friends know that. But those are my events. Right. Yeah. And so... And I'm a public figure, so people know that about me. But like, I have to think about that. I don't have to think about now when she goes to a birthday party. But again, if her picture's just there and no one knows who it is, then it's just a face. That's it. No one's going to ever retroactively go back 15 years from now and be like, there's that baby. That's what you look like. No one's going to do that. Yeah. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Noah, Sierra, Tiny Kittens, and the beautiful Tianfu who deserves her own reality show. I've been a fan since your Elder Millennial special and an avid podcast listener for a couple of years now. This is the highlight of my Wednesdays. I need your opinion on whether I, I am the asshole and how to move forward. I, 39 female, have a friend, 42 male, that has been in and out of our friend group since it formed about 10 years ago. He has disappeared a couple of times just to suddenly resurface a few years later. What seems to happen is that he meets another group and hangs out there till it gets dis- till it disperses or it gets tired and then he comes back. No one has minded much since we have our little subgroups and busy lives. He last resurfaced a few months ago and we've been seeing a lot more of him lately. During this time, he has put his beach flat at my disposal several times. He said he would give me mm. the keys and I could just camp out there for as long as I like. Well, I decided to spontaneously take him up on the offer and go spend a few days there. This was a couple weeks back. However, when I asked him, he was taken aback because he was going to be there at the same time. He basically said that I should not come since he was going to be working on repairs and whatnot, that it was not that nice during this time of year, that I should either postpone or go to the north part of the island instead. I imagined he probably would be there with a girl, so it was understandable he doesn't want me around. Okay. So I was like, hmm, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, free accommodation is nice, but not a must. He did not own the island, so I did not see the need to find a new destination. I had my mind set on taking time off and went ahead with a trip to the north part of the island. I told him to— Is this this England? (laughs) I don't know. Because you said flat. Is it Australia? I don't know. I told him to not mind me and that I was going to do my own thing, no biggie. He was gracious enough to give me some tips and recommended routes and made the point again how it was not worth coming to his town. Well, turns out the island is not that big after all. And after a few days of driving around, I found myself very close to his town anyways. I debated whether to give him the heads up or just keep quiet. In the end, it would, I just I thought it would be impolite to not say anything. I texted him asking him if he was up for grabbing a drink or dinner that day. He said he was busy, to which I again thought, fair, this is quite out of the blue anyway. He offered to do a coffee the next day, but I needed to drive back north to return the car and take my plane back home very early the day after that. After a bit of chit-chat, he just types out of nowhere, I am having a party this weekend. You should have stayed for it. At that point, I was like mm. WTF. So basically, after telling me repeatedly to stay away, but now invites me once he knew that I was not going to be able to go anyway, I'm super bothered by this since there's been a history of ditching old friends for new friends. AITA here, should I have changed destination? Should I have not said I was in his town? Is he just an asshole and I should keep him at arm's length? Okay, and then there's some context. This is like the okay. most British fight. Before his last disappearance in 2021, we used to be very close. We live in the same neighborhood, and with another neighbor friend, we used to meet at least once a week. We had a group chat, and we're in touch almost every day. He disappeared after he met a new group of people, and it was like a mean girl's rewatch. When he was not hanging with them, he was talking about them, specifically Maurice, the leader of the pack, and how funny and great they were. 
It was nearly impossible to hang out with him because he was either busy or keeping his schedule open in case they called. All of a sudden, he was doing all these activities that he used to find boring and called dumb. I'm all for personal growth, but all this was a bit extreme for a guy in his 40s. We never meet these people. If I, we asked if we could join his activities, he said the car was full or not enough tickets or they didn't speak English or whatever. Total gatekeeping. (laughs) Towards the end, he was outright rude and seemed to look down on our group. This was particularly disgusting since a few of us were the ones by his side during some rough times. Now, I don't know where these cool group went or why he's back, and I'm not tempted to ask. I guess we all gave him a pass because he had a rough upbringing and has this lost, helpless boy kind of aura, but now I'm tired of his shit. We're all mostly chronically single. We all have flings outside the group last few months, but no one seems to be able to nail a relationship in this cold European city. You either marry or are doomed to haunt Tinder till the end of time. They're not British because they. she said you European. Think you think it's like Eastern European because then they're all going to an island for vacation? I feel like Spanish people go to islands and Italian oh. people go to But I don't think we have any listeners in Italy. You know what? What I need to know is where you are. First of all, this guy seems to think very highly about someone named Maurice, <laughs> who's definitely the kingpin of a drug ring. What? So you're positive. You were like, hey, I'm leaving. And then he was like, I was going to have a party or because it didn't. Are you sure that he knew you were leaving? So it sounds like he basically was like, hey, when I'm up there this week, because this our question asker said. No, no, I got all that. Okay. But he's he knew that she was going to be up there and he said, no, 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 it's not a good time. It's not a good time. I got that time. Right. So then why would he then later say he's having a party? Because he did it last minute, because this is why this guy is like drifting in his 40s. It's because this guy is like not that great and you, what what s- seals your friendship is the is time. It's the fact that you've known him. It's, we get this question a lot. Like the guy, like from the wingnut question from last week that was like, I've known him forever. Do I owe him anything? Your best, is it, are you frozen or are you just sitting still? Oh my I'm God, that was still. so still. <laughs> a lot of people's like, it's my friend forever, but they're the worst. So removing time, what do you like about this person? It honestly seems to me, you guys are backup friends. He likes you fine if there's nothing else going on, which also is fine as long as you're not treating the people like backup friends. But he didn't want to invite you because he likes the other friends better. He knew he was going to have a party. He didn't want you near his house because in the moment he invited you because he was feeling good. You guys are probably drinking. And moment in the moment, mano a mano, he's like, oh, you know, she is great. Or this guy, I don't know if you're a guy or a girl. Uh, you're fun to hang out with, but he thinks the other friends are too cool or they just wouldn't mesh. But there is a, it is a form of gatekeeping and that's all it is. This person is not considerate. They don't consider your priority or a friend. So you need to file that away as like nice hang for once in a while, but you can't rely on this person. And if they ever bring it up, you need to tell them and they will gaslight you and call you crazy. But this person doesn't think you're cool enough to hang out with the people he's hanging out with. That's it, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's how I treat all my friends. So I know this behavior. But also, I'm a little annoyed. This person said, look, I said you could use my flat, but not this week. This week isn't good for me. I've got a lot going on. And then our question asker went there and was like, hey, what's up? I'm near you. It's like, I can see you in my town. (laughs) I don't want to hang out in this vacation town. Kudos to you for being like, oh, you offered me something? I will take you up on that. Uh, He probably meant like in theory. And he probably meant like one day that will never come. Um, but 
you know, and you didn't change your plans and that's okay because you wanted to go, whatever. You're being a normal person. I think a little bit more heads up would have been great. Regardless, a normal friend would be like, oh my God, it's being worked on, but do you want to get dinner? I'm having a party. He's piecemealing out his schedule because he doesn't want to keep you near these other friends because he thinks you're not cool or something or the other friends are like way cooler. So he is where he is because of who he is. And I, I just, it doesn't sound like someone that you need in your life. No. There are fr- you have to file them away as like the person that we see at a party, the person that's good. But like, does this person have anything good about them other than the fact that you've invested time in your life? I'm like, he's showing you who he is and he's showing you how he wants to treat you. And if you keep showing up, like it's on you then. If you're okay with being treated that way, then that's the relationship. Right. Because you guys keep taking him back. You're within your right to be like, you kind of aren't respectful and you're not nice like that. You're you're within your right to say all that or just say nothing and just be like, I don't want to hang out anymore. You never have to return his text. Like you can give it right back and you'll see how that, what that relationship is made of very quickly. You also could just do the guy thing and be like, dude, like you're not cool. He will lie to you. He'll be like, what are people over? And you'll be like, and you decided to have a party last minute. He's like, yeah, I don't have to run everything by you. A real friend wouldn't do any of this. That's all. Yeah. Not your friend. Just someone you know. And it's a, I understand the sunk cost of like, but I was so cool to him when he was going through something. Who cares? People go through stuff. And by the way, he doesn't owe you anything. All you're doing is being normal and he can't even reciprocate. So think about that. And think about the way you've treated people you don't want to hang out with because that's how he's treating you. We've all done it. Yeah. Emily. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, a few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 
50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I am a big fan. I'm about to finish listening through almost the entire anthology of AIA for the second time. I just it's good for you. Last week's it's good episode. for your mind. Yeah, it's good for well, you. Well, hold on, because I just finished last week's episode, and the person who said they sometimes cherry pick episodes, I have to admit, I also sometimes do. But I just tend to skip the episodes <gasps> where you have guests, except for Ronnie, Fred, and Noah. You haven't had one in a long time, so I haven't skipped one in a while. <laughs> and that is why Earwolf is... Is hold on, Earwolf's always like she should have guests, and I'm like, it's a pain in the ass. It's never as fun, and this is not an interview show. You're trying to hear what I say. Thank you, thank you hold for on. that. And because I was going to say, what do you cherry pick a base off? And she's giving us red hot intel that you would normally have to steal a lot of personal information for to get that marketing info. Now I have it. This is not a girl. This is a boy. A big reason okay, I, I don't listen- see gender. <laughs> Is because Emily and your dynamic is hilarious. You. My question. Feminism ahead of its time. It's futuristic feminism where women are actually treated as equals and one is mean to the other and the other is too stupid to realize it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I if I was shocked by that? Can I tell you something? I am very funny in how abusive I am toward you, but if you ever gave me any indication that I'd hurt your feelings or that I was like disrespectful to you, I would crumble. Because it is a very, very tight quickly. rope. Yeah. I was, I don't want to hurt you. I just want to make you laugh. And the You're second you mean. stop laughing at my jabs at your personal hygiene, health, and overall well-being, I will stop. Jib jab. Uh, to my question. I'm 23 and male. I'm in grad school, like all your listeners, and very busy. Also, I'm in the part of my life where a lot of my friends and family are getting married, like all your listeners. I am not getting married, nor am I in a relationship. Every time I go home, my parents are asking me about a relationship or trying to set me up with girls they know around my age. My problem is that where I am in my life, I do not see myself in a relationship, and I am in no rush to look for a relationship. If I am being honest, I could see myself being single for the rest of my life. I know you're probably going to say I'm young and I don't know what I want. I will counter this no. by saying. No, <laughs> don't don't give me a phantom counter. I didn't even say my thing. It's not what I was going to say. I am not against a relationship and I am open to one, but I think it would take a very special person to take me right. away from my work and where I see my life right. being in the future. So my yes. question is, is there a tactful way to tell my parents to let it be? My parents are hardcore Catholics and were married before they were 25. They also have a lot of children, so they will have plenty of grandchildren. So it's not like I need to supply them grandchildren. Part of me wants to just say, listen, mom, dad, I'm going to die alone and I'm okay with that. But I do not think they will take that well. I tried to tell them to stop trying to set me up, but my mom just said that won't happen. Any advice would be appreciated. Also, I just re-listened to the episode where you said, quote, let's be petty in 2023. And I 100% agree. We all should be more petty in 2023. Wow. Uh, a 23-year-old male wanting to be petty? Are you sure you're not gay? <laughs> Look, you can't control <clears throat> what your parents are going to do and what they want for you. Um I think part of you saying I'll be alone forever is the pushback because your parents are pushing so hard. So being a young man, you're just like, well, I'm going to go further the other way. 
You are absolutely right. And by the way, women are always getting upset. Like, oh, I'm finding a man with no goals, no ambition. He's not set up. Here you are. And you're like, I want to finish my work that I love. That's the love of your life right now. And you're focused on yourself, which you should be. And I, it was always so frustrating in my 20s because you like want to meet someone and women have more of an urgency than men have. Um, you want to meet someone. And it, guys were always so selfish in their pursuit of their happiness. I wish women had the ability genetically to give themselves that, to be more selfish, but we do have time and that is, that's uh, a variable that you can't really help. So you're doing everything right. And by the way, it's not about you being young. Like your priorities as a 23-year-old guy, uh, it's usually it's just about like crush and puss, but like, that's great that you're into your schoolwork and that's okay. And your parents should be so proud of you. And the truth is, if you met an awesome girl, like that would be the girl. And you're right. It should be someone great that takes you away. Why waste your time on someone shitty? Why waste your time on being in a relationship just for the sake of it? And if you were the kind of guy that just always needed to be a boyfriend, that was that's that's okay too, you know? You say to your parents, I'm really I don't have time for a girlfriend. I'm setting my life up for the life that I want to live, and I really hope you can respect that. And you could say to them, maybe one day I will meet the right girl and have a family. Maybe you don't want a family, but don't tell your Catholic parents that. Maybe I will meet a girl that I accidentally get pregnant and then we have to begrudgingly raise it. But tell them that and if they're like it's not happening, you should be like, "Well, I'm not going to go." And you're going to be upsetting these girls who think that I'm available and I'm not. But I also wonder if you would be more open to going if your parents were Jewish. No, I'm just kidding. I wonder if you'd be more open to going if it was casual and they'd only like done it once. Mm. Nobody wants to be set up by their parents because they think it's like cringy. But I think a big part of you is pushing back because they're pushing so hard. If you really love your work that much, by the way, I was talking to somebody about this. Uh, a friend of mine recently, a guy asked her out and... And she was going out that night. So the next day I was like, how was it? And she was like, we didn't go because he called. He said he was going to text me at five to like set it up. And he asked me to go out for nine o'clock. And we were both like, "Ugh, that's so gross. Like that's such a red flag. And she said it so succinctly. She was like, it should be eat. like, what did she say? I forgot what she said, but she was like, there should be no weirdness. Like when someone, you meet someone, no matter how busy you are, it should be easy. And so I understand the front of like, and the defense of I'm so busy with my work. But if you met the right person, I'm not saying you need to, you would find a way to make time for both. But I think it's okay. You're busy. You're setting your life up. You're, you're working hard at school. All you can do is tell your parents these things and they're going to do what they're going to do, but there's no gun to your head, depending on the state you live in. I don't know. So you don't have to go. But also, it's going to make them, it's going to make that girl feel really bad if you just like straight up stand her up and don't go on your library date. <laughs> Hi, Eliza and Emily. I've been a loyal pod listener for years and truly appreciate the company you have been keeping me every week since. I have a question for you. I am currently eight months pregnant with our first baby girl. Both my husband and I are immigrants. I am Italian and he is Brazilian, but chose California as our home and worked hard to move here. We chose her name as soon as we knew I was pregnant with a girl. We both love the name and have shared it with friends and family in all three countries and all is great. The problem is this name starts with R. And my husband's last name starts with T. We have a very special middle name that starts with A. The combination of the name, middle name, and last yeah. name when pronounced sounds great, but the initials spell rat. Where we are yeah. from, initials are not a thing, but it seems to be something that could make her life harder in the U.S. What do you think? 
I'm aware kids get picked on for many, many reasons in school, but I would feel bad if this ends up being a big deal and I made the wrong call. Opinions of people in my life are pretty split between who say that no one looks at initials, especially for girls, who said that for them it would be a deal breaker naming their child. Any advice is welcome. I'll have to do something about this fairly soon. Hugs. I think before a baby is born and when a baby is born, you look at initials a lot and people buy you monogram bags and shirts like that. I never see my initials written out. Uh-uh. Almost no one knows my middle name. Your middle name, unless you are like super Southern. I think when kids are born, we're all about that middle name. By the way, your kid is going to get made fun of for a lot of things that you can't control. I personally wouldn't worry about it. I also would think of the positive side of a rat. They are resourceful. They are intrepid. Very smart. They are maligned. Very smart. They are part of the Chinese calendar. So... To not give your daughter that first name. The middle name, it could kind of go either way. You're so rarely going to see those initials lined up in her life. Well, and isn't like, isn't, aren't initials when they're monogrammed, like it's not first, middle, last. Exactly. It's like first. It's first. Last. Last. Middle. Middle. And that's really only if you like live in Atlanta and you want some like personalized Vera Bradley weekender bag. Like not every, I'm not Jews don't tend to be initial people. I'm not an initial person. A lot of people just aren't initial. And culturally, if you're not initial people, I wouldn't worry about it. There's no reason those kids in that school, if they even know what a rat is, need to know her middle name. The teacher's never going to use it unless you're one of those parents that insists on it. So there was a lot of other things to worry about, like your kid looking like a rat. So no, I, I wouldn't worry about it. And also like rats also like a cool band. Yeah. Also, it's not, it's an acronym. It's not the word rat. You should also look up some other famous acronyms for rat, you know, like radioactive testicles, whatever. You could look up other things. I'm sure there's other acronyms for rat. Doesn't have to be a bad thing. And it'll teach your character. Also, if she's hot, you don't have to worry about any of this. So well, worry. if you love and the name. She's Italian and Brazilian. That's one hot rat. <laughs> hot rat. Hello, AIA crew and all the fur and flesh babies alike. I have a re-gifting question. I want to know if I'm in the wrong. But before I get into my question, my mother-in-law pre-ordered me Don't Panic Pantry for Christmas. It arrived on the 31st and we made two recipes out of it this weekend and they were so tasty. Definitely going to be a staple in my kitchen. And we kept saying, don't panic the whole time we were cooking. It was very fun. That's so cute. If you took a picture, I'm sure Noah would love to be tagged. We'd love to see what you made. That's so cute. Don't panic. (laughs) On to my question. My mom is a constant gift giver and often a bad one at that. She gives gifts and then will constantly ask you about them, bring up how much she spent on them, or will point out whenever someone is wearing what she bought them or using what she bought them. She will also hold gifts and other things she gives you over you as leverage so that she has something to fall back on if you're ever having a disagreement with her. All this to say, getting gifts from her can be very anxiety-inducing because you never know when it's going to happen. It's usually a bad one, and you better remember what you've done with it years later and the price of it. For Christmas, she bought my significant other scrubs for his job as a nurse. All really nice ones that were, of course, name brand because that's her style. But all in all, really nice and a really nice gift. The issue is one set were women's scrubs. We told (sighs) my mom— and asked if she got the receipt so we could return them and get a new pair in men's, but she did not. So we could not return them or exchange them due to the store's policy. A bit later on, one of our friends was over for dinner and she's Even also with a the nurse. tags on? Like what nurse is wearing them with the tags on? <laughs> like you got okay, whatever. fluids Go on this. One of our okay. friends was over for dinner. She's also a nurse. So we let her try them on. And since they fit, we let her have them. 
Flash forward oh to today, February 14th, oh almost two months after Christmas. My mom was asking me how Matt likes the scrubs for work and what we ended up doing with the women's ones. So I told her we tried to return them, but since we couldn't and they were women's, we gave them to our female friend who was a nurse. As they fit her, she would get good wear out of them. In telling my mom this, she got super angry with me, saying I should have given them back to her as they were not ours to just give away, and she wants to sell them because she paid allegedly $150 for them and could have made the money back that she spent on them. She continued okay. saying it is rude to re-gift something, and I wouldn't like it if she gave away a gift that I gave to her. I told her that actually okay. sometimes re-gifting is a part of the nature of gift giving. And once a gift is given, it is that person's decision on what to do with it. And it truthfully wouldn't bother me. She heavily disagreed. And at that point in the conversation, my dad stepped in and asked, we just leave it alone and move on. So Eliza and Emily, what do you guys think? Do you think if you're given a gift, is your duty to give it back to the gift giver if it doesn't Tough. work out for you? And that they still hold some authority over what happens? Or do you think that regifting really isn't that big of a deal? And that it sometimes just comes to the nature of gift giving and it's the gift receiver who gets to decide what happens to something they've been given. Love the show and look forward to every week. I got to see Eliza live for the first time in Ottawa this fall and she had me laughing so hard. I was in tears. Sincerely, Sydney. Yeah, that's a good show. This is a very complex question, Sydney. So we will probably spend the balance of the show addressing this because there's so many variables. The bigger issue is when you said to your, first of all, it's crazy she didn't keep the receipt considering she's so weird about giving it back. Yeah. But when you said to her, these are women's, not men's, that would have been her time to say, okay, give them back. I want to sell them. Yeah. But she didn't. So how are you supposed to know that she intended on doing that? I appreciate that these were expensive. And so it does feel on her part, like flippant that you just gave them to another friend. However, since it wasn't made clear that one could even sell these after, I don't know what the like second market for unused scrubs is. And I don't I and I don't think she could actually. Yeah. I, I bet you she couldn't. She doesn't sound like the kind of person that knows how to like actually redo that. So I think in her mind she could have, so she was missing out on that. I think she would have appreciated it more if it was like it was so and so's birthday. So we did that, but you did just sort of give them away. So your mom is just kind of feeling like, hey, I gave you this expensive thing and you just handed it off. You didn't really gift it, you just kind of gave it away. But he couldn't but, wear them. No, I agree. I agree. She's feeling like I gave you something special and you didn't make it special that you gave it to someone. But at the end of the day, what she gave was unwearable, unreturned. Like it would have just died in your closet. And she never said, give them back to me. So that's weird that only once you took an action that she didn't feel was appropriate. Because I bet you she wouldn't feel the way if you were like, it's my best friend's birthday. I'm going to give her those scrubs. Or let me, you know, there's something there. But she's wrong. Um... Gift giving and regifting. It's funny. I wonder if my mom's listening to this. My mother gave me a set of dishes and I didn't want them. I didn't like them. And I held on to them. But then a friend came over and I said, do you want these dishes? Now the friend, they went perfectly in the friend's house. I know the friend would take care of them. She has a nice home and she loved them. So I just gave them to the friend. And my mom found out that I gave these dishes away and she was so upset. And I'm saying, but you brought me these dishes that I didn't ask for and that are not my aesthetic, do not go in my house. And I gave them to someone who loved them. 
So they're being cherished. And by the way, it's not like a family heirloom. These were just expensive dishes that you had that you gave to me. And so I never backed down on that one because I was like, you gave them to me. They were mine to do something with. It's rough when something is expensive versus like I gave you a Starbucks gift card. So I think more your mom's react. You are right, but your mom is feeling like she gave you this expensive thing that you just sort of gave away, but you had no other recourse. So it's tough. Imagine how pumped you are though if you're a nurse friend and you get a $150 pair of scrubs for free. What a good day. Well, the mom is thinking like I put all this time into it. Not it enough time to get men's scrubs. Yeah. I mean, I guess they all kind of on the bottom like do look alike. I don't know. So it's tough because your mom's not wrong in feeling like you gave it away, but there was nothing else to do. And so in general... Yeah, some people, there's always, I joke with my mom that like, she's never just like given me a gift where it's like, I got you this thing. And I'm like, wow, I love this thing. This is what I want to thank you. It's always like, all right, I FedExed you one thing and there's something in there for Harley. So make sure you give it to Harley. If she doesn't like it, return it. Or it's like, I sent you two, try on the one you want, send it back to me for a store credit. Like there's always like, it's a glass onion that's going to open. And when it does, inside is a clue. Like, it's never just a gift and we're done. Like, she went back and forth with this, like, random South American bra company. And every time she'd complain, they'd give her a credit. But then everything they wanted, she was out. And she's like, I'm on the phone with them. I'm like, this shouldn't be, you shouldn't be on the phone with Ecuador, like, all day to get, like, a free Chinese bra. Anyway. But I think this is a very loaded thing because this isn't a one-off thing. And your mom's always worried about gifts. And so you either have to be totally honest or just be like, thanks so much and move on. But it is fucked up to be like, I gave you this surprise. I gave you a gift. Now you have to do what I say. Because that's yeah. not why we give gifts. You're right. The gift is given. It is done. Yeah. You don't expect one in return. You can't expect anything back. That's why it's a gift, not an exchange. Hello. Eliza, Emily, the whole crew. I promise to take your advice and provide you a follow-up. I just really want to get Eliza's take on my friendship question. How do you I swear? tell my friend I can't be your friend anymore because she sold her soul to the devil? I'm Cassie, 29, female. I do have a master's, but not in the health field. <laughs> I work in a public health slash mental health nonprofit in teeny tiny Rhode Island. Fun fact, the question I'm about to ask my question about got married in Providence on the night of your PPAC show. I parked in the PPAC garage and wished I was at your show instead. Oh my God, that's so funny. Oh, you could hear the laughter bubbling over while you <laughs> ate cold fish. Let's call my friend Ashley. Ashley and I met through my job. She worked in admin. I worked in direct service. We find our, would find ourselves at the same events for the same age. So eventually we hit it off. We became very close in August of 2021 when my then boyfriend passed away from an overdose. She oh had God. lost a very close friend the same way and her then fiance also had some experience with that kind of thing. So I'd spend time with them when it was really hard to feel alone. I will always be grateful to them both for being there, but I don't feel an obligation to continue a friendship with them because of it. Since then, three things have happened that have disturbed me. One, New Year's Eve 2021, a person I knew from high school who also knows her and her husband found my Tinder profile and the whole group was cracking jokes about me. The fact that I was on Tinder, talked about matching with me for pity. Just to be clear, I saw him too and swiped left, so we wouldn't have matched. I wasn't present. I went to a different gathering with less people and more social distancing, but everyone told me about it after like they did nothing wrong. I was pissed. Two, New Year's, New Year's Eve 2022. I go to their house with my current boyfriend. We've gone on double dates, game nights. Our names were both on the invitation to their wedding. 
However, her husband and that same guy from New Year's Eve 2021 decided, oh, who wasn't at their wedding because they said his girlfriend couldn't do cocaine there, decided to make jokes, make fun of the pajamas we wore. It was a pajama party and we wore SpongeBob pajamas and just generally be exclusive of us. We left about an hour after getting there. I tried to talk to her about it and she was sympathetic, but also claimed she didn't see any of it. Her husband, who was obliterated by 8.30 that night, has no recollection. The other guy says it doesn't didn't happen, but my boyfriend and I were the only sober ones out of the group, so we know it happened. Three, this is the big one, the final straw. She left- Don't say our- New Year's Eve again. <laughs> Don't <know>. say New Year's Eve. <laughs> she left our nonprofit to go work for the mayor of our city because she wanted a pay increase and the nonprofit couldn't afford what she wanted. The mayor of our city is a terrible woman. Voted out of office last year, but no one ran against her, so she's back. She personally went and cut tents in a homeless encampment in the freezing cold weather like it was a fucking ribbon-cutting ceremony. Sent us a cease and desist for hosting a mobile medication unit, which is kind of like a camper, but provides a warm place for those on the street without transportation to receive. Methadone, Narcan kits, drug testing kits, and other necessary meds. In our own parking lot of our building that we own— We, of course, are still running it because Rhode Island has one of the highest OD rates in the country. She also goes on our local radio and TV stations to say really nasty things about Ashley's former boss who taught her everything she knows. In her position, Ashley is actually physically signing off on these things, booking her appointments for the radio, putting the requests into the police for, quote, protection while she cuts the tents, etc. Ashley's name is signed on all of it. All of this to say, I do not want to be your friend anymore because I have no interest in spending time with people of zero self-awareness, but simply not answering her texts and social media messages isn't working. I haven't said anything to her since the second day of the year, despite her attempts to have casual conversations. The other day, she invited my boyfriend and I to a bud and bingo. Think like a paint and sip, but weed is recreational here. She made a point of saying that nobody from New Year's Eve would be there. But I don't think I can look at her the same anymore. It's not so much she doesn't believe in the work she did and I do anymore, because I feel she probably does, is that she sold out for such a small pay increase. Should I keep ignoring her? I never respond to her messages. I don't have red receipts on, but eventually I'll have to say something, right? What do I do? <sighs> it's tough because we... Yeah, I don't think there's anyone in my life who has a job that I disagree with. And that's a tough thing to like, you don't respect her. And this isn't like she's just a more conservative person because then I would say you're wrong. But like she is probably ideating on like ways to be awful with this person who's like actively attempting to derail everything that you're doing. And she hurt your feelings. You already didn't partner. like her. Yeah. The only girls do this thing where you like stay friends with someone who like scares you. And her <laughs> husband sounds awful. And so you don't want to be around him. And it's interesting. Yeah, you're right. There is no self-awareness because she's like, what's the video? And she keeps reaching out to you. I think if you really want the response, if you really want the outcome you want, you might have to just call her. And be like, hey, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been distant. I just feel like we're not aligned in terms of priorities. Like you can, you don't have to get super specific and be like, I don't know how much I've actually enjoyed our friendship the last few years. And I've got my own life. I I don't want to know anything about what you're doing. And I think I'm just going to move in a different direction. It'd be weird if she argued with you about that. 
Well, right, because she's she's going to be like, oh, no, like, what's the problem? We're great friends. I have you at all my New Year's Eve parties. Yeah, and she might just, you know, what do you want? Do you want her to be like, okay, I'll give up that job? But even if she did, like, your first two issues were about things that I think really hurt your feelings that you got no closure on. And I'm sorry that, like, I didn't see it. Like, I don't believe in that. Yeah. I believe if you're my one of my best friends and you tell me something, I will be like, well, how do we fix this? Like there's drama and then there's drama. Yeah. I think the fact that this girl works for this deplorable candidate is icing on the cake. Yeah. On the shitty cake. Pee icing on your shitty cake. So I think that's, you're using that as an excuse. You don't like her. You don't like the way you feel when you're with her. You don't like the way her husband is and you're not signing up for it. The path of least resistance is to just block it always is an option and just move on and just be like, I'm just really busy. Can't, you know, just give it little oxygen. But the adult version is like, Hey, I got to be honest. Like it's really weight on me. You can call it whatever you want. But like, I just feel like me and Giles, whatever your boyfriend's name is, I just feel like we're like in different places. And I don't know. You can say like, I have to think about it or I'll just see you around, but less information, the better. We can't make it. I I don't think I like how I feel when I'm around our group of friends. The fact that she's like, there's no one from New Year's Eve that's going to be there knows that it was fucked up. Yeah. And you don't want to live your life like that. As an adult, you don't want to be like, well, who's going to be there? Mm-mm. Because they're going to be deliberately mean to you. Yeah. So it's up to you to decide how much you, up with what you will put. But I mean, in LA, you could just completely fade away. No one will, everyone will be too filled with pride to ask you anything. So maybe just move here. And then you can have all the homeless people you want. Yeah. As many as you want. We have so many. Kick it. Top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is... I turned 40 today and... I think I have to like go get a mammogram or whatever. But like other than that, like I feel fine. And I'm sorry. Fuck you, society. I don't feel as bad... Not only is ba- not only do I not feel as bad as you want me to, I'm not thinking about it the way you want me to. If anything, I'm like, finally, I'm 40. I'm not like 39, almost 40. Like we're here. And now I get to begin this decade as the youngest person in their 40s. Mm, wow. So I don't care. It's not a big deal. And if I want to have another baby, I'll fucking do it unless I can't. But I'm lucky to be alive in this tire fire of a country. So... If you were going to hire a surrogate, would you hire me if I put my hat in the ring? I No, I would rather <laughs> remain childless forever. There's just too much Dorito dust and Mountain Dew <laughs> plastics in your genetics already. My kid's going to come out as a bobblehead with a Hershey's kiss for a nose. <laughs> it sounds adorable. My kid's going to come out as a McDonald's Happy Meal action figure. My kid's going to come out looking like Mayor McCheese. I just remember I had a friend who did it in college and made like $30,000. I was like, oh, sick. And they're like, oh, it's so many needles. I was like, oh, never mind. Definitely not enough money. Oh. Um, it's definitely like over $100,000. Um, that's it. I'm 40. I'm having, I'm going to have a fucking sick birthday party, which we will talk about next week because that's when we'll be getting closer to it. Two weeks. Yeah. Oh, okay. You want to yeah, talk pre-party weeks. and post-party? We're going to talk pre-pre-party. This is pre-pre-party and then yeah. pre-party next week. Uh-huh. And then from jail, I will do the other podcast episode <laughs> on the other side of the birthday party. But uh, yeah, I'm not embarrassed about it. I don't care. I'm not proud of it. I'm not anything. I'm just having a birthday. 
And I'm sorry, I don't feel as bad about myself as you would like me to feel so you can sell me fucking like retinol. Well, your turn. My top of the cob is even though somebody went to the ER on my birthday this year, he's doing good. Rizzoli's good. He joined us for this recording. <laughs> okay. I didn't know who he was, which one it was. He's sweet. He's a beautiful man. He is. He's doing really good. So nobody knows what was Great. wrong. Nobody knows if it'll happen again, but he's Probably in good spirits. Probably because nothing was wrong and now we can move on. Now that you spent all the money, we can move on. <laughs> there was something wrong, but okay. now I can get him spayed and neutered. Very exciting. Every time you disagree, I'm going to be like, Emily, we're going to lose our license. <laughs> our license to pod. My bottom of the cob, and I was going to make, actually, you should go first because there's going to be about a cat. Okay. No, my bottom is, uh, I think just because I've been so stressed and over this weekend, I've fallen asleep just sitting on the couch while playing a video game twice. And you know okay. when you fall asleep, not purposefully, and you only sleep for like 30 minutes, but you wake up just feeling horrible and you're just like, uh, now it's 4 p.m. My day's gone yeah. and I don't feel good. That's happened to me twice oh. in three days. That's because that's because of those that Dorito genetics. No, it's because I've been so stressed. Hot Rito genetics. Okay. <laughs> I don't eat Doritos. I prefer a, a Cheeto or a Frito. Okay, my mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> Air One is right this way. <laughs> my bottom of the cob. I was gonna make a video about this, but I have to be honest. The amount of content that wafts into my baleen regarding. Single moms, working moms, stay-at-home moms, moms, women, judging other women. I am so not signing up for any of these conversations. It's all, you have to understand if you're having any conversations about how one mom works harder than the other mother, you are playing into the distraction that they want you to be distracted by. Like you are just a pawn in this. It doesn't fucking matter. We're never going to come together and decide, you know what? Working moms should get more credit. And now we've decided that we're never going to come together and say, wow, we have, uh, wow, women who have kids are more fulfilled. And therefore, women who don't have kids really need to admit that. We're never going to come together and get the four women that didn't want kids to, that that are happy to admit that they're happier than the women who did but couldn't do it but are fulfilled with other things. It doesn't fucking matter. And I'm so tired of it because it's endless arguing. There'll never will be a resolution. The goal should always be to advocate for women in general and stand up for each other. You don't see men doing this. And I get that's because nobody cares about men being fathers as much. And it's less of a conversation because all men work. But like, Okay, so your friend doesn't have kids. You don't need to secretly find out if she's secretly unhappy or actually loving it. And you don't have kids. You don't have to convince me or anyone that you're happy or unhappy. If you wanted kids and you couldn't have them, that's sad, but I'm sure there are things that you do in life. And if you never wanted kids, like that's cool too. But it's always, it's this like conservative talking point. Like there was that whole thing with Chelsea Handler that they did. The comments were so insane. People's replies to her video were the most bizarre. But like, her video back wasn't that great either. Like it definitely could have used like a round of punch up, but like it is such a bullshit. I'm not even going to say Republican. We're going to say like alt-right talking point to attack a woman's fertility. I don't know Chelsea Handler that well. I don't know if she ever did want kids or didn't want kids. 
the fact that they bring it up is as a distraction from the fact that these guys are awful. And women who bring it up, you are just pawns. Like you're just being used to serve an agenda that is not here to help you. Okay. So it is anti-woman to engage in any of these conversations. You want to sit around with your mom friends and talk about how great it is to have kids. That's great. But it never has to include like shitting on a woman that like just doesn't have the kids. It doesn't fucking matter. What do you want her to do? Be like, I always did want them. And now I do feel empty. And you're like, sorry, I can't help you. I'm busy with my kids. Like, so what? God forbid a woman doesn't have kids and she's pumped about it too. So what? And by the way, if you don't have kids, like, that's great. You do not ever have to see anyone's kids. You never have to look at pictures. Like there are certain perks to that. My children have joined the recording. I don't care about your children. I don't have cats. And that was my choice. <laughs> Ew, they're like cleaning each other and they look alike. You know who your cats are. Why? We are Siamese, if you please. <laughs> One of their doctors did Siamese. sing that to them. If you don't, please. Twins are always shitty in movies. Like twin animals are always like <laughs> always servants evil. of the devil. <laughs> yeah, like Flotsam and Jetsam and the Siamese cats. Anyways... Even in, in Devil Wars Prada, her twin kids are like, you can bring the book up here. We're not shitty. That duplicity. Anyways, my point is all you can do in your life is just make space to be, make space to not fucking care about another woman's choices or outcomes. It, you don't need her to admit anything. Yeah. Okay, so she had two kids and she wishes she only had the one or had none, like whatever. It doesn't actually matter. Like, okay, then what? Ask yourself that. Then what? They admitted that they're unhappy. Then what? Who cares? We all just need to be focused on the idea that women should be being treated better in general and actually standing up for other women. That's it. I'm so, I'm never going to sign up for the conversation. I get that my daughter's really young and we're not in school yet. Like I'm not into the mom shaming. I don't know who has the fucking mental capacity or bandwidth to actually care about how another mom is or another woman is regarding children or not having children. Not having children. I would think if I had a child, I wouldn't want other people to have children because then their children are competing for my children's resources. That's exactly how I feel. I, I'm not interested in hearing about your child, looking at pictures of your child. I will tolerate it because that is what is required of me as a person in society. But no, I mean... It's helped me grow in so many ways, but like I never look at women in my life without children like, oh, was that her? like she's fucking busy. And I don't care. I don't want you to feel bad at the end of the day. I hope you don't. And I hope you feel good. We all have choices that we deal with. Like it's, there's better things to worry about. Like fucking childcare in this country or insurance or a wage gap or bodily autonomy. Things that we should be coming together on to make for a healthier society. You should celebrate women without kids. And you'd be like, will you watch my kid for half the price? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Fucking stop. Stop playing into it. Stick to body shaming. It's easier. <laughs> that was your bottom of the cob. Do you have any shows you want to plug? One's Vegas. Oh, that's right. You already did yours. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, here I am at 40. You notice my voice is deeper. Um... <laughs> I will have just been in Brooks, California. Uh, so the next show, we got Vegas coming up at The Win. A lot of people are making a weekend out of it. It's my first weekend at this beautiful hotel. So come on out. See you in Vegas, March 10th and 11th. Um, and we've got plenty of shows that 
uh, that we're doing around the U.S., Eliza.com slash tour. And any day here, we're announcing the new fall date. So check out Eliza.com slash tour. And remember, it's like we always say down south. No special TikTok orders at the Waffle House. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.